Welcome to I'm That Proverbs 31 Girl, where we reveal the positive, powerful, phenomenal essence of who you really are so that you are healed, empowered, transformed into who God created you to be. I am your host, Cynthia McClary, and if you are ready to see yourself with a new set of eyes and understand how to live out your purpose every day on purpose, you are definitely in the right place. Are you ready? Let's jump into today's podcast. Welcome to today's episode of I'm That Proverbs 31 Girl. I'm your host, Cynthia McClary. And listen, I encourage everyone to follow us on our social media outlets. We're on Facebook, Instagram, as well as YouTube under Cynthia McClary. I know the last time I told you that we were switching everything on social media to I'm That Proverbs 31 Girl. The only thing that's changing to I'm That Proverbs 31 Girl is the podcast that you're listening to right now. But everything else, um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is all under Cynthia McClary. That's C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-M-C-C-L-A-R-Y. Cynthia McClary. All right. So thank you again for joining us for the podcast today. And so we're going to go ahead and get into it. And now we're going to, we are just picking up almost from where we left off the last time. And the last time we were talking about moving from insecurity to security because God wants all of us to be secure in our life. He wants us to be secure in every single area of our life. And we know that that security is built on our faith, our trust, our hope, our belief in him. Okay. And so we know that that's God's desire. Now, last week we looked at the woman as an example, we looked at the woman with the issue of blood and we saw how when she made up in her mind that she no longer was going to be spending out her money going from this position to that position. And she decided that, hey, I am going to this meeting that Jesus is having and all I'm going to do, all I need to do, I don't need him to touch me. I don't need him to call me out from the crowd. I don't need him to do anything except for just stand still for a moment so that I can touch the hem of his garment. Because when I touch his garment, I know for a fact that I'm going to be made whole. And so we saw we saw this woman go from having an insecurity in her health into having complete health where she was secured. Her issue was immediately gone. And you know, that is so exciting. It is so exciting. It is overwhelming. Like how many, who would not be excited and rejoicing because that thing that you were insecure about immediately your confidence is built up in it and it is almost like you become a brand new woman concerning it who would not who would not want that i think we all would want that we all would want the we all would want the 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 immediacy 
of whatever word that God has spoken over our life. We all would want that immediacy to see it come to pass right then and there. Suddenly, all of a sudden, instantly, right before our eyes. Can you imagine like if you had, if your insecurity was in finances and you you closed your eyes one moment and as soon as you open your eyes, you're a billionaire. Like all of your financial needs or issues or insecurity were erased, taken care of, provided for you just in the blink of an eye, in the twinkling of an eye. Would not that be awesome? Wouldn't that be awesome? I know it would be awesome in my life and I would, I welcome it. Okay. I welcome it. If no one else does, I welcome it. God, if you, if nobody else wants you to do it for them, I will, I'll be the sacrifice. Do it for me. (laughs) But that's what we expect. Whatever we hear immediately, immediately, suddenly it's going to happen right now. I'm no longer going to have to deal with this thing. That's our expectation of immediately. And there is nothing wrong with that expectation. There are things that are going to happen. There are things that, that will happen in your life that God has spoken concerning your life, that God speaks to you concerning, and you are going to close your eyes one moment, open your eyes the next, and boom, it is going to be right in front of you. You're going to become immediately that thing that God has spoken over your life, that God has spoken into your life. And why is this possible? It's possible because every time God speaks, his words create whatever it is that he's talking about. So that's why immediacy is created. That's why it's possible rather, because he is the God who speaks the things, who calls those things that be not as if they were, and they just they just become whatever it is that he has spoken. So that's what makes immediacy immediacy possible. So it's possible. Immediacy is possible. Now, today I'm here to talk about though what happens when we don't see what God has said. What happens when 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 we don't when God says you are delivered when God says you are healed when God says you are the head not the tail when God when God says whatever it is that he says concerning your life what happens when you don't see that thing happen all of a sudden Well, a lot of times we get, we are disheartened in the process when we don't see it immediately happen. But just because we don't see it immediately happen or we don't feel the change immediately does not mean that that thing did not immediately happen. Whenever God speaks a word, if you don't see it, if you don't see it like with your natural eyes immediately It's because there is a process that you have to go through, that you have to walk through in order to receive the full manifestation of what it is that God has already spoken. 
So the thing that follows immediately is the process. So after God speaks, the process begins for many things that he has spoken over us and into our lives. Now, here's the thing with process. Now, you know, the word of God, I believe it is Romans. I think I'm going to get this wrong because I don't have um, my scriptures written down, but I believe it's, I know it's in Romans. I'm a, I'll post the, the correct chapter and verse in the, in the podcast description, but it's in Romans where it says that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So the process begins right after God speaks. It begins after he speaks. It begins before we immediately see the thing. And sometimes in the process, that is the thing. The process is the thing that happens after immediately. And now if we're all honest, we don't like going through processes. Why? Because number one, processes hurt. Processes hurt. If we're if we're honest with with if we're honest with ourselves, we don't even have to be honest with the next person. But if we're honest with ourselves, process hurts. It stinks because process means that there are things that we have to give up that that we used to hold on to, that we used to cherish, that we were familiar with. Process takes us out of our comfort zone. It takes us out of out of the comfort zone of that old mindset that we had. It takes us out of that. It takes us out of the the old way of doing things, our old behaviors, our old language, the old way we used to talk, the old way we used to see, the old way we used to think, the old way we used to move. Process takes us out of the places that are comfortable and that are familiar with us or to us. And it, and it takes us into this new foreign place that we don't have a reference for. And typically when we don't have a reference for something, it makes it a little, uh, I want to say scary, a little fearful. Now, sometimes when the process begin, like you're all gung ho and it's like, yes, I'm going straight to the end. But the truth about process is that process is never easy or it's very seldom. It's rarely easy to go through process after you've had, after you've been given a word of immediately. And whenever, whenever you're going through the process, through any process, there is always the temptation to go back to where you were before the process started. There's always that temptation to say, oh man, forget about this. I'm going back to what's familiar. I'm going back to what's comfortable. I'm going back to what, I, to what I'm used with. Well, here's the thing with process. If, if we're going to get and have and be and do 
everything that God has designed, created, and planned for us to do, prepared for us to do, we have to go through process. Now, my process may be different than yours. Your process may be different than mine, but we still have to go through process. And now process hurts. Process hurts. Why does it hurt? Because it cuts away those things that we that we're familiar with. It cuts away those things that we've gotten used with. It's like surgery. Like who goes into surgery all excited and tells the doctor, hey, I do not want anesthesia. None whatsoever. I just want you to cut me and then sew me back up. No one does that. Process, just like surgery, it is a hurtful thing, but it is both necessary and needful. Think about surgery. Now, when you go into surgery, that is, that is a cutting away. Surgery mostly is a cutting away. And when they're cutting away, when, when they're cutting you for surgery, the purpose of that surgery is to cut out stuff that's holding you back. Anything that's going to block you or hinder you. You know that scripture that says, lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset you? Everything that's going to hinder you from getting to where God has desired you to be has to be cut away. Now, sometimes that's our mind. That's mindset. Sometimes that's behavior. Sometimes that's attitudes. That's sometimes that's the way you think about things, the way you see things, your perspective. It, requ- it requires you to let go of those things that you have held so dear. Sometimes that means cutting away relationships. But if you're going to get to where God has already spoken, you have to be willing to go through the process. Yes, the process hurt because surgery hurts. But the purpose of surgery is to take out of you every single thing that's going to hinder you from totally enjoying and becoming everything that God has already spoken. But a lot of times we resist process. We resist process number one because it hurts and no one likes to, no one likes to hurt, but the, the, the hurt that happens in process is needful and necessary. And now the other thing about process, sometimes process doesn't just cut away things that, that would hinder us. Sometimes process, just like surgery, that they're cutting you. But it's not to take away anything. It's cutting you to add something, to put something in you that is necessary, that is needful, that is required in order from you in order for you to get from where you are right now into that thing that God has already called and prepared you for. So sometimes surgery add things that's beneficial like stents or organs. Sometimes surgery adds things 
that's going to help you be better and going to help you do better. And that's the same way that we have to look at process, even though it hurts because there is a cutting that takes place. The purpose of process is to cut out what we don't need, cut out whatever is going to hinder us and add to us everything that is going to help us get from where we are into the place that God has already called, equipped, and ordained for us to be. So after immediately, the process begins. And here's what we have to understand and cherish about process. We are all in process making progress. At least that should be the goal of everyone. Process does not mean perfection. So even even after things have been cut away, it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect in that thing. Process. You're in process. And while you're in process, the expectation is for you to make progress. And now in every area where there is a process, please understand, don't be fooled. I don't want to lie to you and I don't want nobody to lie to you. I don't want nobody to lie to me and I don't want to lie to you either. In every process where God is calling you forward, where he's calling you higher, where he's calling you, girl, there is more in you than what, than than just what you think. There is more to you than just what you see or what somebody else see. You have to see you with my eyes. So in every place in your life where God is calling you forward, he's calling you higher, he's calling you to better, there will always be not just the opportunity to go back to where you were, but there's always going to be the temptation to go back. And now why is there always the opportunity and temptation to go back? Well, number one, one of the reasons actually relates back to the, the process of process. It hurts. And sometimes when, you, when you're hurt in the process of making progress, Sometimes it's just like, man, I just rather throw in the towel and just go back to what I know. Go back to what's familiar. You know the story of the children of Israel, right? Now, they were not being treated nicely in Egypt, okay? And here is God. God has elevated them. He's called them up out of Egypt into a better place. Now they're in the wilderness now, but understand the wilderness was, was a part of the process to get to the promised land, right? And here they are in the wilderness. God had taken them basically from out of hell. <laughs> Let's call Egypt hell. God had taken them from out of hell and they were on their way to the promised land. 
And because of the fact that they got frustrated with the process because the process was hard. Now, back in Egypt, they could have whatever food they wanted. But here in this wilderness, it was like, see, man, why, why, why did you even bring us out here? If I knew it was going to be this hard, I would have kept my behind in Egypt. That's literally what they were saying. They were murmuring and complaining and grumbling, just like we do in our own process. We In the process, we run into a hard place and, and it's like we give up. We give up. We want to turn around. We want to turn back. And I understand it because I've had those Egypt moments in my life. And it's like, you know, I I, I honestly believe that sometimes God, because he knows us so well, I believe that God creates situations so that we cannot even return to Egypt. Now, you know, in order for the children of Israel to get out of Egypt, God had to open up the Red Sea so that they could walk across the ground of the ocean. Can you imagine that? open up the Red Sea so that they could walk across the ground of the ocean and get to the other side. So now that they're on the other side, God had to close up the Red Sea because he knew, he knew not just the children of Israel, but even some of us, me included, that once he got us over on the other side of the Red Sea, that if the sea, if the Red Sea was not standing between where the children of Israel was and Egypt, they would have walked straight back to Egypt. So he had to put a he had to he had to make sure that the Red Sea was right there so that even in their discontent and disheartenment and their frustration to go back to Egypt, to Egypt, he knew it was impossible for them to go back to Egypt because of the Red Sea. How are they going to get back to Egypt? except he part the Red Sea again and let them across. But that would be pointless, right? And you know, sometimes I believe that God sets up Red Seas in our lives. Okay, Cindy, I'm bringing you out of Egypt. And so I'm going to put this barrier here. I'm going to put this boundary here. I'm going to I'm going to dig this this ditch that you will never be able to walk across or crawl across to get back to the other side. And the purpose of me putting that ditch there, the purpose for me putting that barrier there, the purpose of me putting the Red Sea there is because I know you. You're my daughter. I know you better than you know yourself. You're going to get to a place in the process and you're going to wish, you're going to want, you're going to desire to go back to where I brought you from. Now, I don't know if that's ever happened in your life, but that has happened in my life. Like, can you believe that? God's going to bring you out of Egypt. And then you with your silly self. Well, I'm saying you, but I'm talking about me. Me with my silly self. He brings me out of Egypt. And now Egypt. Egypt can be anything. He brings you out of that financial situation. He brings you out of that spiritual situation. He brings you out of that mental, that emotional situation. He brings you out of that vocational situation. He brings you out of that relationship. He brings you out of whatever it is. And that whatever it is, that is Egypt. He brings you out of Egypt. And he knows. (laughs) 
He knows. Now, if I don't put something between her and Egypt, she's going to try and sneak back over to Egypt. But I have something better for her, even though she can't see it. She can't see it yet because she is still in the process. And what she was thinking is, as soon as God parts this Red Sea in my life, immediately I'm going to be in the promised land. And God said, no, I can't take you where you're not prepared to go. It's already prepared for you, Cynthia. It's already prepared for you, my child, but you're not ready for it. There, there are, there's a process of growth that I need you to go through so that when you get to the place that I've already prepared for you, you can handle it. You can manage it. You're going to do with it what I've, what I've ordained you to do with it, what I've called you to do with it. You're not going to mishandle it. But I have got to put this barrier. I've got to put this Red Sea between, between where she is now, where I brought her to. I've got to put the Red Sea between where she is right now and where she was. Or else every time she turns back, she will run back. But as long as the Red Sea is between her and, and Egypt, she'll never go back. She might desire to go back, but she'll never be able to go back. And so, you know, sometimes we look at situations like that in our lives and it's like, man, why would God treat us so bad? But that is actually the love of, of the father because he knows that if we go back, if he moved that Red Sea, if he moved that barrier between us and Egypt, man, we not only are we going to mess up our lives, but we're going to cause all sorts of havoc to come into our lives. It's, it's like it's like God giving you the, the keys to heaven and you telling God, no, I want to go back to hell. Really? <laughs> Is that where we're at? Listen, I have been there. I've been there. I've been like the children of Israel in the wilderness, looking back at Egypt over the Red Sea, longing like, please. I mean, I had it better in Egypt than I got it now. You know, I've, ex I've experienced that Egypt syndrome because process hurts. And, and it's not just that it hurts, but it's unfamiliar. You know what you, you know what you had in Egypt and now Egypt could have been the, the, I'm talking about the bottommost pit of hell, <laughs> but us in our craziness will, 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 will be standing in the process that God has placed us in. And because the process appears hard. We will turn our head just like Lot's wife. God told them, don't look back. Why? Because if you look back, you're going to start desiring to go back. And, you, and so I, because, <laughs> because God doesn't desire for none of us to turn into a pillar of salt. Okay. <laughs> That's not his desire. Sometimes he has to set up red seas in our lives. So he just doesn't part the Red Sea so we can walk walk on um, solid ground to get to where we need to be. But he closes up the Red Sea. He closes the door. He shuts the door. He locks it. He seals it. So that even if you wanted to, you can't go back. 
Even if you wanted to, you can't go back. And sometimes that is necessary and that is needful. And he does that for our good. Because oftentimes we're in the process. And we're looking back at Egypt. We might laugh at the children of Israel and say, no, they were just stupid. They were just silly. They were dumb because I would never. Has God ever, has God ever called you out of a relationship that you went back to? Has God ever called you out of a circumstance or a situation that you went back to? You were in a financial bind or in, and I'm not just talking about a financial bind like your light bill is due, but no, I'm talking about you were in a totally upside down financial situation that was like, oh my goodness, nobody could get you out of that particular thing except for God and God gets you out. And because of the fact that you saw something pretty and it was on sale, you didn't need it, but you wanted it. So you got it. And not only did you do that, but then you saw something else and you saw some other stuff and you saw some other stuff and you found yourself right back in the same place that God had delivered you from. Uh, So see, now the children of Israel, they're not so funny because sometimes we act just like they did. And so it's needful. It's needful. It's necessary. It's love. It's God's love. When when you're when when he's brought you out of something and and he and he puts it so that it is impossible for you to go back. Listen, that is God saying, "Child, I love you too much to I love you too much to see you wreck yourself. I love you too much to see you make a wreck out of your life. So I'm just gonna close the door and I'm gonna make sure that it's permanently sealed so that you can never go back." to where I brought you from. Listen, guys, we are out of time, but we're not out of uh, out of message or out of encouragement. Listen, we're going to pick this up next week. So I ask that you join us back here next week, same time, same place. I'm that Proverbs 31 girl. And remember to follow us at Cynthia McClary on all of our social media outlets. That's YouTube, Facebook, as well as Instagram. I love you all to life. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for being a part of our listening audience on today. Remember, you can always join us on our social media outlets on Facebook, on Instagram, as well as on YouTube under as Cynthia McClary. So we're Cynthia McClary on Facebook, Cynthia McClary on Instagram, and Cynthia McClary on YouTube. So please go to our page, like, follow, share, uh, subscribe on YouTube, and make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. The podcast is I'm That Proverbs 31 Girl. Again, we thank you so much for being a part of our listening audience.